Well, one more time, my name is Hayden, and I'm the senior pastor here at Walk Church. And on behalf of my wife, Nina, our entire team, we're so grateful that you chose to get up today. Come on, did anybody feel a little bit of that breeze trickling into your house today, your, your bedroom? And, and did, you, did you think, man, let me just get 15 extra minutes. Come on, just lay here and just receive this. Um, hey, and you still made it to church. So I honor you here today. So grateful that you chose to uh, get up and get out. And uh, if you're joining us online right now, thank you for clicking on this link. We'd love for you to hit the subscribe button. If you're on Facebook, maybe share this. Somebody in your friend network may want to jump in for church online as well. Uh, so grateful uh, to, to jump back into our series here today. Uh, that's titled, come on, what's this G word? It's grow. grow. Somebody say, let's grow. let's grow. Let's grow. I've been loving all the let's grow energy all over the place uh, because, come on, we're surrounded by people that are excited about growing. I, I'm calling this the spiritual weight room here today. So, right, there's a little bit of tension. There's a little bit of pulling and tugging and growing together so that, hey, we're not just interested in staying the same. We're, we're here to get a little bit better. We're here to grow. Uh, the word grow, um, by definition, means to increase, to, to grow in capacity, to grow in maturity, to grow in, in, in size and to get better, to go higher, to to go deeper. We're talking about growth. Uh, we turn the word into an acronym for at least these four areas. So I'm sure that there's a lot of areas that you're interested in growing in. As a church, if we only hit these four, I think it's, it will we'll do well to hit these four. And I hope that much more. We've been talking about growing in grace and that's vertical and horizontal. Grace is unmerited, everlasting favor that comes from God. Praise God, amen, that God chose in his goodness and in his kindness to show us great grace. We didn't earn it. We can't run out of it. Grace, amen. But the grace that God has given to you, he wants to give through you. And that sometimes is the challenge, amen. It's, it's less challenging to receive grace. It's a little bit more to, to give it. And so, if that's where you're at today, come on, welcome to grow, right? We're growing in grace. We don't graduate from grace. We grow in grace every day. Praise God. His grace is new and available for us. And we thank, we thank, we're thankful for Jesus, who's the personification of grace. The G leads to the R. The R is the word repentance. We've been talking about repentance for the last two weeks. And here's how we defined it. The Greek word metaneo is defined as a change of mind that leads to a change of direction that ultimately leads to a change of life. So a lot of thought on the topic of repentance is that it means to feel a sense of remorse for a poor decision or, or a feeling of sadness or brokenness over sin, which I'm saying it's nothing less than that. That's a good starting place. But if it, if it doesn't lead to change, it's not repentance. Biblical repentance is a turning. Biblical repentance is saying, all right, I'm going this way. And then you hear God's soft, still voice, God's impression, God's nudge. Somehow he gets your attention. It's in a dream. It's in the license plate in front of you. It's in some type of activity. It's here today at church. It's at a trunk or treat in a camp. I God, God speaks to you. Come on. And you go, Ert. and you're faced with a decision. Repentance looks like you change your thinking. You say, you know what? I think his way is better. 
I don't fully know or understand it all, but I'm going to trust him by faith. And I'm going to turn from my ways. I'm going to turn to his trusting that God is who he says he is. He knows what's good. And I'm going to follow him. That's what biblical repentance is. It's changing your mind. It's turning away from sins, missing his mark, missing his direction, and turning to his direction, which ultimately leads to a change of life. Amen? And I can't stress this enough. I'm going to keep saying it as often as I can, that, that in doing so, you'll be able to taste the good fruit of repentance and realize it was better than the bad fruit of sin. The fruit that comes from turning and following Jesus is always better than the fruit that comes from the world. One will satisfy you eternally. The other will have a hole at the bottom. It'll just leave you empty. It goes in, but it'll leave you empty. And so I want to encourage you, the gift of repentance, the beauty of repentance is such a good thing for us when it comes to growing. Amen? Amen. Today, I want to talk to you about a topic out of the Bible. It's a story that for some of you may be familiar. For others, it may be brand new. But either way, I hope it's fresh for you today. I've been rereading this story in Luke chapter 19. It's in the first 10 verses. And man, it's just been speaking to me. And I pray it would speak to you here as well today. So if you have a Bible, and I hope you do, uh, if you need one, just go ahead and put your hand in the air like you just do care. We'll walk one down to you or join us on the screen in Luke chapter 19, verse one through 10. Come on, flip there, get there, log on there. Let's get there. Let's read these verses together. Amen. Amen. When you get there, say, I'm there. If you need more time, say, hold up. All right, all right. Come on now. Come on, do what you got to do to get there. We got it on the screen for you. If you're hungry, say, let's eat. eat. Father, as we eat from your word, Lord, now as we read your word, we eat your word. God, speak to us. Come on, every individual in this room or online, join me in this prayer moment right now and just say, Lord, Lord, speak to me. me. I'm listening. Come on, just talk to him just for a second. Just you and, you and God. Teach us your word, God. Open our eyes. Open our hearts. In your name, amen. amen. He, talking about Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. Come on, all the shorter folks in the room, say amen. Come on, just (laughs) as a basketball player, I know that I feel this verse. I feel the pain of this verse. All right, let's keep going. Verse four, so he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone into the, be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold, Lord, The half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Wow. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. 
For the Son of Man, come on, read this verse with me, verse 10. For the Son of Man, come on, read it with me one more time. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Amen. Come on, if you didn't do any Bible reading today already, you just got a good solid 10 verses in, right? Well done. Good, good Devo here today on Jesus and Zacchaeus. We'll call him Zach. I don't know what you want to call him, but this guy in the scripture has an encounter with Jesus that changed his life. And here's what I believe. One encounter with Jesus can do that. This moment right here is so powerful. I want us to, I want us to stare at it. I want us to lean into it. And can I just tell you, if you want to grow in your understanding of the Bible, just take more time to stare at the word until it stares back. Read it and then read it again. And then pray a little bit and then read it again. There's something about the supernatural living and abiding word of God that is always right on time. This story right here has been speaking to me. I want to preach a message to you that I'm titling, Go High, go low. Go higher, go lower. May not make sense right now, but this was the title the Lord impressed on my heart as I was reading this passage over again. And I really think that there's something in there for for all of us. Go higher, go lower. When we see here in the scripture, Jesus, he enters the town of Jericho. He had just healed blind Bartimaeus. And it's Luke chapter 19 now in in verse one. I wanna just highlight the context. He enters Jericho, he's passing through. And why I wanna highlight the context because I want you to put yourself in the story. This right here is a significant moment in the life of Jesus. Why? Well, because he has already called the disciples. He's already healed blind people. He's already raised Lazarus from the dead. He's already walked on water. He just healed somebody in the previous chapter. He's preached many different parables. He's turned the water into wine. He's walked on. Jesus is a big deal. Amen. Amen. If you just watch his life throughout the gospels, you'll realize the dude was serious. Capital D, dude, right? The God man, Jesus is, he's on the move here. This is like the This is like the Las Vegas Aces championship parade coming down, right? Come on, I had to get it in there, right? Jesus is walking and people want to get a piece of him. There's all types of activity. There's a crowd. They're following Jesus. They want to touch him. They want to get a word with him. And Jesus is on the move. He's passing through Jericho. And there we're introduced to a chief tax collector. And he was rich. What do we know about chief tax collectors. Well, we know that they're unpopular and that nobody likes them. Not that any, hey, if you work in the tax world, God bless, love you. People don't usually like tax collectors in general. This guy was the chief tax collector, right? The tax collectors would come into this or this place, this position where the Romans had kind of taken ground in Israel. So the Roman authorities are leading and taking the hierarchy and the structure and have implemented their rules and decrees. And they've hired out people to be tax collectors to fund the Roman regime. They're, they're not doing good in the eyes of the people, especially Jewish people, Israelites in the land at this time. They have an issue, a beef with the tax collectors. This guy's the boss. He's the chief one. I want to say that he might have like some billboards up with his like smug look on it. Like I'm about to take your money. 
Zacchaeus. He's got a whole lot of bread. He was rich. Can you, can you see him? He wasn't that tall. <laughs> and can I just tell you today, brothers and sisters, he was seeking. What was he doing there? He wants to seek Jesus. He's there. People are like, yo, what, what, is, what is Zacchaeus doing here? We know this guy. He's the chief rich tax collector. And here he is. Why is Zacchaeus here? He is on mission, seeking to see who this Jesus was. Something about Jesus had penetrated through Zacchaeus' mindset. And he said, this guy's different. He's not worried about taxes. He's not worried about money. In fact, we can't even nail down where he lives. We don't quite know all that much about him other than he's the savior and the Messiah who is moving and doing things that money can't buy. And he's confident and he's calm. And he's Jesus and I wanna see him. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. Oh, come on, some of my church folks in the room, maybe you knew that song back in the day. Uh, Zacchaeus, the wee little man, the wee little man was he who climbed up on the sycamore tree. Come on, right? And he was trying to get there. And so he's doing that thing. Can y'all see him? Like, I can't see him. There's a crowd. On account of the crowd, he couldn't. He's small in stature. So here's what he does. Oh, I love this. Here's what he doesn't do. He doesn't go home. He doesn't complain. He doesn't leave a one-star review. He doesn't say, oh man, he doesn't, he doesn't tip somebody. Let me get a front row seat. Come on. He, he runs ahead of the group and he goes, all right, look, he's coming this way. I'm about to beat everybody. He runs ahead and he starts climbing. The rich chief tax collector climbs up the sycamore tree to, to see him. He wants to see Jesus. The, the first point of my sermon today, if you're taking notes, is this. Find Christ in the crowd. Find Christ in the crowd. We live in a day where we're surrounded by noise. Amen. We're surrounded by social media, news, people, music, scores, stats. If you're looking at a stat right now, close the app. Come on, right? Focus and find Christ in the crowd. Here's my thought. In order for you to find Christ in the crowd, you're going to have to go high. In fact, I was thinking about how to illustrate this point and my visual mindset went to a ladder. In fact, can I get my ladder up here on the stage? I need a ladder up here. Can I get a ladder? Let's give it up for Tommy. Come on. Hey, Tom. Bro, Tom. Thank you, man. Nice hair, by the way. Shout out to Trunk or Treat. Let's go. Uh, find Christ in the crowd. In order to find Christ in the crowd, in order to grow in repentance, you're going to have to go higher. I thought about this illustration. We see Zacchaeus, he runs on ahead and he starts climbing this tree to see a better look of Jesus. He says, you know what? I can't settle for the average view that everybody else is getting. I want to see a better view of Jesus. I can't see him like this. I can't see him clear enough. I want to see him clearly. In order to see Jesus clearly, you got to go higher. Come on, let me give you a reality statement. Write this down. If you're going to see Jesus, you must go higher. You must take a step. Should I go one more? Yeah. 
Okay, Jabber. Okay. Some of y'all are like, mm. some, of, some of y'all are doing this. Hey, listen, in order to see, can I just tell you right now, I see the room way different than when I saw it right there. I can see those in the back. In fact, get your sweet creations. Go ahead, hurry up. Come on. Come on, right? Uh, I can see people on the left side of the room, the right side of the room. I can see people in the front of the room. I can see people back there, right? In order to see differently in this season, friend, you... Uh, 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 somebody said, uh, this ain't no Cirque show. Come on, right? Go, go higher. You got to go higher. If you want to grow, you got to go higher. And don't allow going higher to be above you. Come on, walk church. Listen to me. Don't be above. This chief, rich, sinful tax collector said, I ain't tripping about a tree. I hope somebody puts me on their story, (laughs) right? I'm going higher. Why? Because I want to see Jesus. How bad do you want to see him? Are you willing to seek him? Are you willing to go higher? I want to encourage you to seek him differently in this season. Let your repentance be coupled with a seeking that's different. Here's what he says in in Jeremiah chapter 29. I don't know if you've ever read Jeremiah 29, but there's a whole lot happening in the context of what God is doing there with his people. But there's this verse in verse 13 that I feel like jumps out that we can look at. Let's read it together. Ready, set, go. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jesus is looking for an all your heart type of seeking. Not just mid, higher. If you want to experience him differently in this season, we used to have this saying in sports. If you want to get a result you never had, you got to do something you've never done. Go higher. Come on, tell somebody next to you, go higher. Go high. In fact, do this, do this. Make it awkward and look them in the eyes. Give me some eye contact and say, go higher. Go higher. Go higher. Take a step. Go higher. Go higher. Sometimes you got to take the higher road to see Jesus. You got to go a little bit above what you've been doing. You got to open up the the book again and say, I'm not just going to be half hazard with it. I'm not just going to be half-hearted with it when Jesus is calling us for an all-heart type of seeking. What does the word seek mean? The word seek by definition means you got to go look for it. You got to go find it. Come on. What does it say? Go in search of. Go, 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 go look for it. Come on. Where's my shoe heads at? We used to do this when the shoes dropped back in the day. We used to show up at 4 a.m. waiting in the line. We were going and looking for them. When's the last time you woke up at 4 a.m. to talk to God? I, I, it's, I, I hear you. It's not easy. But if you want a different result, you got to do a different type of seeking. Seeking means I'm going in search of him. Zacchaeus goes, I'm searching for something different. It's not found in tax collecting. It's found in this person named Jesus. Or repentance means a change of direction that leads to a change of life. He begins to seek the Lord. And in doing that, he finds him, doesn't he? Look at what Proverbs says in Proverbs 8, gives us some wisdom. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently, do you see it? See what Jesus says? Uh, uh, 
Coach Prime from Colorado, right? Deion Sanders. He had this sweater on in the game. I thought it was great. His sweater said, I ain't hard to find. I think Jesus said that first. Jesus said, I ain't hard to find. If you seek me, you'll find me. If you seek me with all your heart, if you seek me diligently, if you go after it, if you take a step, if you go higher, take a step, friend, see differently. Don't approach your faith in this season the same way you've always done it. Go higher. Will that, you might say, well, that's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But your comfort will only get you a certain type of view. Zacchaeus said, I, I got to go higher. Now, now, what happens in his climbing? Let's look at it. Come on, let's look at the text. Luke chapter 19, let's look at verse 5, 4 and 5. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Oh, can I get some agreement? What a verse. What a verse. So Zacchaeus, I'm getting my workout in. Zacchaeus is up here. He, he, he's there. And what happens next? Jesus looks up and sees him. And I wonder if Zacchaeus is like, yo, is he looking at me? Is he looking at me? Oh, he's looking at me. Not only is he looking at me, he's calling on me. He says, yo, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. Why? I'm coming to your house today. Whoa. I love what Dr. R.C. Sproul says as he talks about this passage. He says, Zacchaeus was not so much in the sycamore tree so he could see Jesus, but rather he was in the sycamore tree so that Jesus could see him. He was up there so that he could get a better view in what is what ha- Jesus goes, I see you. Nowhere in scripture does it ever tell us that Zacchaeus and Jesus ever had a crossing of paths. Nowhere in scripture does it ever tell us that they knew each other from the past or they had some type of exchange and yet he didn't have to in order for Jesus to know his name. Jesus looks up at him and says, that's Zacchaeus right there. I know all about him. I actually know where he lives. Hurry and come down. I must stay before the foundation of the world. Jesus knew Zacchaeus. Amen. Jesus knew his name. He knew his sin. He knew all about him and he wanted a relationship with him. Today, if you're in this room today and you feel like you're pretty messy and messed up and sinful and far gone, put yourself in the same bracket as Zacchaeus and see a savior who's looking for you and see a savior who's watching and looking and searching and saying, hey, said, I've came to see, Zacchaeus said, I came to seek Jesus. And Jesus said, I came to seek you. I came to seek and save the lost. Hurry and come down. If the first point was you must go higher to see Jesus differently. My second point is this. You must go lower to see Jesus differently. Amen. If you want to grow, you must go higher. If you want to grow, you must go lower. It's one thing to go up the tree. Come on, amen? It's nothing to go down it. It's one thing to go meet Jesus on the mountaintop. It's another thing to come down to the valley. I love what Jesus says here. He says, hey, come, come hurry and come down here 
because I got a plan for your life. Come down here, hurry up and get down here and get, touch the ground and get low and get a little dirty and be with the people. I want to encourage you today, if you're going to grow in repentance, if you're going to grow in this season, right, don't let anything be beneath you or below you that you can't get in the game with. It might require you going lower. Jesus might ask you to do something in your context of repentance that looks like either going higher or going lower. Whatever it is, do it. I want to challenge you with this thought too because Maybe there was a season in your life where you, maybe there was a season in your life where you were like, you know what, man, I'm, you, you would skip into walk church. You'd be like, yo, you were maybe up front. Maybe you were in the back, but you were high-fiving. You were on the greeter team, even if you weren't on the greeter team. Come on. Now today, if, the, if somebody said, hey, would you join the greeter team? You would be like, Psh, I ain't doing that. I'd say today, you need to go lower. I'd say you need to go higher. Or maybe today, hey, Pastor Mike, can I get a chair? Give me a chair. Come on, help me get a chair. I got all types of stuff on the stage. (laughs) Y'all know that we come into this school every Friday night, every Sunday morning, and then we tear it all down when everybody leaves. We put all these chairs. Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's going to sit in this chair. And then somebody comes and goes like this. And then somebody comes and goes like this. Lord, I pray somebody connects today. And you would laugh at the idea of you being the person that put that down because it would be too much time that would infringe on your necessary schedule. And I'm just saying, what if you said, hey, I'm going to get the chairs this week. No, 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 let me get the chairs this week. I just think we live in an age where we have too many entitled Christians. Too many people that think that they're owed something. If you got what you're owed, you would be in hell. Come on. He said, say it again. If we got what we deserved, we would be on our way, if not already in a place called hell. And God doesn't give us what we deserve. He gives us his grace found in the person of Jesus. So it's not weird to set up a chair that somebody might come and sit in that somebody got invited to, to hold a baby in a kid's ministry and serve and get, amen, and give and say, God, I'm going to trust you with my finances today. Maybe you'd say, you know what? I don't trust God with giving. Uh, I don't have the faith for that. And I would say, go higher. Or maybe you're like, I don't know. I'd say maybe you got to just, you got you to bend down and you got to get a little lower. And you got to trust God. If, everybody say if. If, if you want to grow. Yeah. Or, or stay in the crowd and say, I can't really see Jesus. Uh, you know, I've been opening my Bible. I don't really hear Jesus. Oh yeah, I go to church. That's not really, it's not. The, the f- most humorous thing in the world is when people go, oh, you know, I'm not really growing there. That's, <laughs> take responsibility for your growth. Go higher. Go higher. Or go lower. When's the last time you got on your knees? How are you doing? Hey, if you grow, we'll grow. I told you we're in the spiritual weight room today. 
So I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're in seeker mode the way Zacchaeus was. Get up there and see Jesus. And if Jesus says, hey, come down here. You know what? I don't think Zacchaeus did this. I don't think Zacchaeus was like, fine, Jesus. Took me a long time to get up here. (sighs) What is it, Jesus? What? What is it, Jesus? All right, holy forever. How many times are you going to sing it? What is it, Jesus? I'm just, I want to try to get you to change your attitude. Fine, take it, Jesus. No, no, look at Zacchaeus' response. Oh my goodness, I love it. So he hurried and came down and received him. Come on, Zach. He hurried and, man, come on, this was like a Super Mario. This was like a zoom. Come on. It feels like a wrestling match, right? He hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Point number two. Point number one was find Christ in the crowd. Point number two is receive him joyfully. Get your joy back, brothers and sisters. Be that person that's walking around the weight room high-fiving people. Come on, let's go. Woo! Receive him joyfully. It doesn't say happily. Happiness is based on what's happening, which is very much like the winds and the waves of life. Some days you might be happy, some days you might not. But joy, joy makes it through even the pain. You can be joyful even in in the days of darkness. James, the brother of Jesus, says, consider it joy when you face trials. Whoa, that doesn't make sense. So I want to encourage you today, hey, flip the script. Change your thinking. Receive him joyfully. My prayer is that we would be a church that's always growing, but growing in joy. We're not growing. You, you ever met somebody? They're, they're growing, but they're mad about it. <laughs> they're gro- yeah, they're, yeah, they read. They were just angry while they did it. No. They gave, but... Jesus said, I would rather you, God loves a cheerful giver. Come on, maybe you used to, maybe you used to come on to Wednesday prayer. When's the last time you've been? Come back down. Schedule around it. Maybe you used to go to charge group. Get back in it. Maybe use the leader group. I'm not saying that you can't take a break or anything like that. Do what you do. I'm just saying do what Jesus tells you to do. He might tell you to go higher. He might tell you to go lower if you want to grow. Come on, amen. If you want. And I'm just saying we're in a growth season. And I'm not talking about size. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. And I'm excited to grow. Find Christ in the crowd. Watch Christ find you and then receive him joyfully. As we close, I want you to see the response of Zacchaeus. Jesus says, I'm coming to your house today. Zacchaeus hurries down. He doesn't say, but I got to clean. He doesn't say, ah, let me check my calendar. How about two weeks from now? Jesus is on his way to the cross. Don't miss the moment. Received him joyfully. When they saw it, they all grumbled. He's gone in to be the guest of a man who's a sinner. 
I don't know what type of accent that was, sir. <laughs> He's going in to be the guest of a man who's a sinner. <laughs> Hilarious. Look, the haters are always going to hate. Don't worry about them. Don't give them the same energy. F focus on Jesus. Zacchaeus is like, hey, he's going to my house. I don't know. He, he invited himself to my house. <laughs> right? Notice what happens next. Verse 8. Verse 8 teaches us, Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, behold. What does the word behold mean? Hold up. It means park. Pause. Stop. Hold up. Hold up. Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And, and Lord, if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. This is what Zacchaeus' repentance looked like. The, the repentance of restitution. The repentance of restoring back what maybe you did wrong. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's deception or thievery. Maybe it's sin in some capacity. I just want to encourage you to listen to his voice. Here's my imagination. I see, I see Zacchaeus and Jesus, and it's like one of those old school episodes of MTV Cribs. Come on, y'all remember that show? And I wonder if Zacchaeus is like, check out my crib. Jesus is here. And he's like, look at these paintings and look at all of this great collection of chariots and Look at these amazing glasses and dishes and wait till you see my basement in this big house. And I wonder if at some point Zacchaeus pauses and goes, this ain't it. This just isn't it. It's been a temporary, but this isn't it. And I wonder if Jesus not even having to say a thing, Zacchaeus knew. Zacchaeus identifies Jesus as the Lord. In other words, his money is no longer his Lord. Sex is no longer his Lord. Status is no longer his Lord. Views, likes, and clicks are no longer his Lord. Stuff is no longer his Lord. And he says, Lord, half my stuff in here, I'm going to give it to the poor. Wow. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, fourfold. Whoa. It doesn't say that Jesus told him he had to do that. We don't know what type of connection they had. We just know that this is what his repentance looked like. The next verse teaches us, verse 9, that today, Jesus said to him, today, salvation came to this house. And salvation is a person. Jesus came to his house that day. We know about his background. He's a son of Abraham. He's Jewish by faith and history. And Jesus completed his faith in that moment. Jesus, the greater Abraham, the Lord. For the son of man came to seek Zacchaeus and to save Zacchaeus. Let me ask you this, and I'll close with this, and we'll respond and we'll close. Let me just ask you this. If, uh, if King Jesus showed up, if you climbed the tree, and Jesus said to you, hey, Zacchaeus, come into your house today. Would you let him in? That's the question that 
you have to answer. Jesus showed up in my dorm room when I was a freshman in college in 2007 and said, I'm coming to your house today. What are you gonna do? He's coming to all of our houses. He doesn't just want you to come to his house. Praise God for Sunday. He wants to come to your house. Will you let him in? Will you talk to him and will you do whatever he tells you to do? For his glory and for your good, amen? Amen, Amen. let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this message. I know I needed it. And I thank you for how you speak to us through your word. God, for some of us, we need to go higher. Give us a new view. For some of us, we need to go lower. Come down the tree. Jesus, thank you that you went up on the tree for our sins. Today, if you don't know the Savior, Jesus, today I invite you to get to know him by faith. Call upon his name right now and ask him to save you. Just say, Lord, I believe in you. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the grave. And I believe you're my savior. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit. Walk with me for all my days. I love you. I need you. I receive you. Help me with my joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So good.